Over the last several months, I've literally spoken to hundreds of you. I've gotten on the call and we've had really detailed, intimate conversations about your businesses, about what's working and what's not working, about uh, where you uh, where you imagine you're going to be uh, in six months, a year, five years, 10 years. I've taken all of that information and I've put together a new webinar, free masterclass, one hour. I am only giving this two times on Monday, April 4th and Wednesday, April 6th, all about how to turn your restaurant around, right? The question I set out to answer was, could you turn your restaurant around in two months? I think the answer is yes. I'm gonna show you the eight steps you need to take to do that on April 4th and April 6th, and I want you to join me. It's totally free. You sign up by visiting restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash webinar. Again, restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash webinar. I hope to see many of you there and make sure to stick around because on today's episode, we're talking about what we're selling. What do we actually sell? Yes, we serve food, but we sell so much more. It's gonna be a great conversation. Don't go anywhere. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close, and this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly podcast all about helping chefs and operators build more profitable restaurants. Each week, we toggle back and forth between a monologue-style format and an interview, but the goal is always the same, to take complicated concepts, make them both understandable and actionable. Why? Because like I always say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, this week's episode is sponsored by Virtual Restaurant Group, VRG. They offer innovative, turnkey, delivery-only brands. You're able to easily operate out of your existing restaurant with very little disruption to your current operation, right? We've been talking about this. These are, these are ghost kitchens, a restaurant that's only visible on third-party delivery sites as a way of driving additional unrealized revenue using the infrastructure you've already got, right? So by adding virtual brands into your business model, you're able to diversify your revenue streams and generate more overall revenue every single month. You've got a kitchen, right? You've got staff, you've got space. So why not maximize that square footage by adding additional brands to help increase your bottom line? Best of all, VRG handles everything on the back end. They provide Cubo technology totally free, right? So the very architecture of the Cubo software allows you to turn on as many different brands as you want, list those brands on as many partner websites, right? So all those third-party sites, Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub, on and on, you can list them on as many as you want and then field all of those orders through one singular tablet and printer. You're not locked into any long contracts. It is 100% free to start. VRG's flagship brand, Midnight Munchies, was one of LA's very first ghost kitchen concepts and generated up to $30,000 a month just in online ordering revenue alone. Onboarding is easy with recipe guides, step-by-step training for you and your staff. Visit virtualrestaurantgroup.com slash chip and use promo code CHIP2021 to get started. As always, that link is in the show notes. So, now, what are we talking about today? We're talking about um, what we sell, right? 
yes, we sell food, we feed people, but we're not, we're not actually, that's not what we're selling. That's what we're providing or part of what we're providing. But I wanna talk very deliberately about, about what it is we're selling. I always say, we're selling a service, right? We're selling a product. Really, we're selling an experience. And this goes for the most casual place all the way up to the fanciest place. You are selling an experience. If you were to just sell food, you would lose. If people just needed food, meaning if they just wanted food, sustenance, right? If they were hungry, starving, and they just needed food, they can get it at the supermarket for a fraction of what you're charging, right? You can get rice and beans, feed a family of four for a couple of bucks, right? So you're not selling food. If people just needed food, they would go elsewhere. So let's agree on that much to start this conversation. People are actually here for much more than food because you've created an environment, right? Whether that's super fun, fast, casual, all of that, all the way up to something really fancy and elegant. People are coming partially for that environment. Now, they may go to one place for one thing and another place for another thing, but that doesn't change that singular need that they're going for an environment. They're going, let's be honest, to be taken care of, right? Even in a fast casual or quick service um, environment, they're still going, somebody's already thought about what to make, they've done all the prep work, they're gonna do all the cooking, they're gonna make it really easy, they're gonna plate it for you and just give it to you. So all you have to do is sit and eat. Let's think about how incredible that is. Again, if we were just selling food, you can get it for cheaper, but it comes with time and work and, and all of that. And you gotta go back home or you gotta eat it on the street. But here, part of what we're selling is an experience. Part of what we're selling is the service, right? Again, because people have already put together a recipe, they've prepared it all, they've cooked it all, and they're plating it all. They're making it really easy for you to consume. We pay for that convenience, even if we're just going to a place like Chipotle, right? We're spending 12, 13 bucks, 14 bucks for, a, let's say a burrito bowl and a, a soda, fine. But they've already done all the hard work. They've cooked off the rice, they've chopped all the lettuce, the tomatoes, they've made the guac, the salsas, uh, they've cooked the carnitas, the beans, the all of, they've done all the work. Think of how much effort that would be for you to do it, regardless of the fact that you couldn't put that dish together for 12 bucks, it would actually cost you much more, and then you'd have all this leftovers. So if you were making it for a family of six or eight, okay, you'd go buy the beans, the rice, the lettuce, the tomatoes, make the guac, get the carnitas, but you know, slow roasting a pork butt is, uh, you know, is a 10 hour affair. Chipotle has systemized it, systematized it so it just keeps making it. They've done all of that work for you. This is what we do as operators. And I think it's really important to note that, to understand what are we selling? We're not selling food. We're, we're not selling just food. We're selling so much more. So what does that mean here? I, I, wanna, I wanna talk about Maslow, right? So Abraham Maslow was an American psychologist, the late great Maslow, he died in 1970. But during his life, he did a lot of important work and his most notable contribution was this idea of uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? It's five levels of needs. 
And the idea being is that on the bottom, we have needs. And as they go higher and higher, right, as our base needs are settled, we go up to more and more important needs. So he says there are five levels here. Physiological needs. So this is like air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, right? Okay, we have to have those served before we, we can think about anything else. This is why I say we're not selling food. So let's come back to this. The bottom is physiological needs. Again, air, water, food, shelter. This is survival. Next one is safety needs, right? So personal security, employment, health, maybe property, right? So once you got your base needs met, then you go up to safety needs. Then next we go up to love and belonging. So this is family, friendship, intimacy, a sense of connection, of belonging. This is where community comes from. Next, the fourth of the five levels, we have esteem. So this is self-esteem, respect, status, recognition, freedom. And then finally, his, the highest level on Maslow's pyramid is self-actualization. This is the desire to become the most that one can be. And let's be honest, very few of us have the luxury or privilege of being able to get to there. Luckily, very few of us are also at the bottom, right? We have food, we have water, we have air, we have clothing, we've got shelter. So okay, we're not, we're not looking for that, right? And that's not what we're serving, right? That's what the Red Cross does. That's what, that's what charities do. They go and see, serve the needy, they feed the hungry. That's not what our steakhouse is doing. That's not what our fancy uh, brunch place is doing. I'm gonna suggest to you that it's higher up on that pyramid. So again, we're not serving food. We're taking care of people. We're offering people comfort. Certain restaurants are offering status, you know, scarcity, a uh, sense of belonging, right? Uh, certainly over the last couple of years, right, we were stuck inside for so long that when we were able to come out of quarantine, you know, we, we, were, we were selling community. That's, what, that's how restaurants thrived when, uh, when the restrictions first started easing up. We were selling connection. Come be a part of community once again. I don't think we spend enough time really thinking about that or talking about that, right? So when we talk about what are we selling, we got to dig deeper and be a little bit more honest with ourselves. When we talk about what we're selling, I think it's worthwhile going back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs and really thinking where on that scale are we? Because it, it changes, it, it helps define how you talk about your product and how you uh, talk about your product to a specific group of people. Because if there are people who are just hungry, that are just looking for food, if you try to convince them to spend $12 on a burrito bowl, they're gonna think you're crazy because they're hoping to feed a family of four, a family of six, on five or six dollars and they can get rice and beans at the supermarket. So people who are just hungry, who are just trying to subsist, are looking for something different. And there's mismatched values there because what you're trying to sell is not food. What you're trying to sell is comfort. You're trying to take care of people that's not what those people are necessarily looking for. I want to finish this up. I want to continue this conversation and bring it, bring it home to a, to a larger point in just a second after a word from another one of our sponsors. Now, Pop Menu has reimagined the restaurant. 
They're breaking the mold of the menu, taking the kitchen doors off the hinges, serving up their most comprehensive technology solution yet. It is called Pop Menu Max. It comes with all the previous ingredients you, you've heard us talk about, right, on this uh, on this podcast. So you still have a website designed with SEO in mind, with marketing tools to keep you top of mind with your guests, and of course, that patented interactive menu technology. But now this new recipe brings automated phone answering to the table, brings third-party online order aggregation, brings waitlisting, and more, all of that, to the table. Pop Menu's phone answering technology, for example, has your ringing phones covered. Right? It uses AI, artificial intelligence, to answer the simple questions that keep your phone line tied up so that now you don't have to pull your staff members from your in-person hospitality. Those simple questions can be answered by AI. No more missed reservations, no more uh, people asking for your hours or, or missing out on revenue. This AI solution has the answer. And that's just the beginning. So you've got a passion for food, Pop Menu has a passion for technology, and together that is a recipe for restaurant success. Now, even more digital ingredients are in their technology pantry, and Pop Menu is helping restaurants attract, engage, remarket, and transact with their guests on a whole new level. Trust me, if you are a restaurant owner, you need Pop Menu to take your business to the next level. For a limited time only, get $100 off your first month, plus you lock in one flat, unchanging monthly rate. Go to popmenu.com slash restaurant strategy to claim this offer. Again, that's $100 off your first month at popmenu.com slash restaurant strategy. Again, as always, that link is in the show notes. Go check it out. Now, what are we talking about? We're talking about needs. We're talking about the difference between needs and wants. We're talking about um, Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. That as we satisfy one level, people go up and try to satisfy the next and the next and the next. We see this. If you close your eyes and you think about the world, you think about how you operate in the world, you can figure out where on the, uh, the pyramid you are. And we're using that as a jumping off point to talk about our restaurants, what we're selling. And I say, I say we're not selling food because if people just needed food, they would go get it for a fraction of the cost that you're selling it for. They would go get rice and beans for a couple of bucks. They'd take it home, cook it up, and feed a family of four, family of six, eight, for just for, for just a just a little bit of money. So why would they come to you and spend 20 bucks a person for breakfast or $80 a person for dinner or whatever that number is? I submit to you that we're selling so much more than food. And this is important. Because so often what we talk about is our food. Look how delicious this food is. Look how good this food is. Look at this. Look at how innovative. Look at it. Whatever. And we spend very little time actually thinking about why people come to us. We spend very little time thinking about what people need that we're uniquely qualified to, uh, to provide. Again, what's the problem that we can solve? The only, re the only way... You can figure out the answer is by making sure you understand the question. What do they need? They don't need to be fed. Because if they needed to be fed, if they were just trying to take care of that base need of food, water, air, shelter, clothing, they would not be coming to you. They'd be going to get it for a fraction of the cost. 
So let's say it's somewhere, uh, somewhere up, somewhere further up. Sense of belonging, community, status, you know? I want to prove that I can afford to go to this restaurant. I want to prove that I've been to this restaurant. I want to be part of it. I want to be the kind of person who gets into a restaurant like this. I want to be the kind of guy who brings my kids to the pizza place after the baseball game. I want to be that kind of person. That's really important to understand because it gets to the heart of what we're actually selling. So what are you selling? Yeah, you serve food. Yeah, you feed people. But remember, if people just needed to eat, they'd go do it for a fraction of the cost, right? People could easily have dinner parties, right? So if they just wanted to get together with friends, they could have a dinner party. But then they'd be in the kitchen a good majority of the night, or, or at least one of the people would be doing the, the heavy lifting for the, the preparing, and they would be cooking. And for all the time that they're in the kitchen preparing stuff, they would be away from their friends, the friends that they invited over for their dinner party. So maybe if we've got a restaurant, we're offering them more time with their friends, more time to connect. They don't have to worry about whether the, you know, the chicken's overcooking or the, you know, you know, the, the, the steak is undercooked or whatever it is. You don't have to worry about that. Just open up a bottle of wine, sit there and enjoy your time with your friends. This is crucial to understand why people come to us. Sometimes they come to us for convenience, for expediency. I can't make an egg and cheese sandwich as quickly as the bodega down the street. So if I'm running late, I got to run to the subway. Maybe I'll just go get a breakfast sandwich on my way. It's an extra 15, 20 minutes if I make it at home and eat it here. I can just do it on my way. It's a three-minute detour because they're that quick. Every restaurant at every different level is serving some sort of need, and it's not just feeding you. That's what I wanted to talk about today, and I want to invite you to rethink, to really, to really understand your, uh, your restaurant and to really understand your audience. Why do they come to you? What do they look for when they come to you? It's not just food. I promise you that. And the sooner we can acknowledge that, embrace that, understand that, and then market what we're really selling, it's gonna make uh, it's gonna make all the difference. Again, I had this come up with a client of mine this past week, and uh, and and it just and it's fresh on my mind. You know, we're talking a lot about pricing and and the threshold, what people are willing to pay for, and we had a really important conversation about what are we actually selling, and who are our guests. By determining that, that gave us a whole new price threshold, because if people were just looking for you know a quick bite at lunchtime. Yep, they're only willing to pay so much. But a quick bite at lunchtime for a cheap price, that's fast food. That's McDonald's, that's Wendy's, that's Subway, that's right, that's that's a lower quality thing. And everything that this restaurant was poised to be doing, the kind of recipes, the care they were taking with how they sourced ingredients, on and on. It told me as an outsider that that's not what they were selling. They were selling something else. They were selling quality. They were selling, um, uh, you know, true health food, true health consciousness. And the kind of people who are going for that aren't necessarily looking for the other. And it was a really important discussion about who our people are, who's our audience, what are they looking for? What are they actually buying from us? Yeah, they're buying a salad. 
but they're buying so much more. They're not just buying the food. I beg you to do it. Please take your time to do it. Thank you for being here. I want to ask you uh, to do one thing for me. If you haven't done a rating on Spotify, please go do that five stars. It really helps us out. If you haven't done a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, that's the one that really moves the needle. Again, even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, uh, we find that so many, um, so many people discover us through Apple Podcasts because they scroll through the reviews. So if you've gotten something out of this, if you, if you uh, tell people what you're learning, tell people why you come back every single week. I'd appreciate that. I want to thank you for being here. It means the world to me that you're here each and every week. Thank you so much. Have a great week, and I will see you next time.